Welcome to This Week in Sparkling Water. I am your host, Joachim Eriksson. I'm a little bit thirsty right now, which is quite appropriate because um, this is a water drinking podcast. Merry Christmas! And I say that because today is December 24th. And in Sweden, December 24th is Christmas. I, um, much like every year, I have recently found myself talking about Swedish Christmas because it's, um, it's usually just how small talk goes around this time, you know? People are like, well, how do you, how do you do it in Sweden, you know? It's a natural thing to ask someone. And that's a question that I have learned how to answer. It's not obvious how you answer a question like that, because to understand how to answer the question first, you have to understand, well, you have to understand all of it. You have to understand how other, how everyone else does it so that you can go line by line in the programming language of religious celebration and find differences and yeah I've learned how to answer that question and and every time I answer that question it feels a little bit dirty because it feels like I'm taking something intimate and deeply private and I am making fun of it because when you talk about it it sounds like a joke Sounds silly. Anything, anything in Sweden. When you talk about it outside of Sweden, it sounds silly as fuck. Like try to have a conversation about Swedish prison in America. You know, try to have a conversation about anything political or language. But uh, Christmas. The silly thing about Christmas is that in Sweden, Christmas celebrations orbit Kalanka. Kalanka is the organizing principle of it all, and that's the Swedish name of Donald Duck. Because what we do in Sweden is that everyone gets together on the 24th with your family, and then at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, Swedish state television broadcasts a Disney Christmas special from the 50s, and they've been broadcasting the same special since the 50s, and that's what everyone watches and when i say everyone it's like literally like four million television sets in sweden are showing that thing and there are only nine million people in sweden so it's everyone you know and it's old people and it's young people and it's like this really i mean there are some segments of it that are christmas related but there's a lot of things that aren't you know there's a one thing that they show is this short film Mickey's trailer where Goofy is driving a car pulling a Winnebago trailer and Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse are fucking having a meal in the trailer and it's it's summer it's not even winter and you know hilarity ensues you know the trailer comes undone from the car racing down the hill they eat corn on the cob in a funny musical way you know all this stuff and we watch the same thing every year and yeah i mean it's just what we do and it sounds funny but it's like it's it's wholesome 
And, you know, in the 80s, the head of children's programming in, at Swedish state television was like sort of listening to growing anti-commercial um, sentiment and, and floated the idea of discontinuing it. And there was incredible public outcry and they kept it. And then like they changed tiny things like Ferdinand the Bull, the Ferdinand the Bull segment was replaced by a the Ugly Duckling segment and public outcry ensued and then they reverted it the next year because people just want this extremely extremely identical similar thing now when i say it like that it's almost like it reminds me of this um this thing that fascinates me with really young children anyone who has a really young kid can um agree that Children generally love watching and re-watching the same thing over and over. And there's this sort of theory that it's because they live life and, and they are new on the planet, on Earth. So they feel like everything is new. Like they walk down the street and everything is new. So if they can watch Frozen every day then that's the one moment they have when they get to experience something which isn't new where it's nice and it's entertaining but it's also familiar because nothing is familiar yet to them you know what i'm saying and <clears throat> you know i recently went to california and visited my friend matt and um his three-year-old watches um the grinch every every day sometimes twice a day the grinch the one the the fairly recent one with uh, tyler the creator music very good movie um yeah the grinch every single day and like she's like glued to the tv watching this thing every day and it's just so it's like because that's her it's like every other moment of her day is working because she's like listening to people talking and she's like trying to understand new sentence structures and trying to say new things and everything is like class. Everything is like language class and physics class and she's like trying to figure out how to not spill her treats and how to not drop things and how to get from walk across the room without like bonking your head and everything is like difficult and unfamiliar and then she has this one thing that's familiar and it's almost like the swede is like that you know the swede longs for something familiar and maybe the more the world changes and the more the world changes the sillier it sounds to watch a 1950s era disney special which isn't even about christmas on christmas but um, maybe the more the world changes, the more appropriate it is. But um, yeah. So when people ask me how we celebrate Christmas, I tell them that. And then they laugh and then I laugh too. But actually, I don't think it's funny. Actually, I think it's real. You know, I think it's fucking real. And it's like, Swedes are so conservative is another thing I've realized when thinking about it because Swedes are really socialist in their politics 
and in their economics. And then the way people usually think about that is that that probably means that we're progressive in our on social issues and with other stuff. But it's like, that doesn't have to mean what you think it means. And one extremely conservative thing about Swedish, Swedes is how we want this thing to remain extremely consistent. So this one hour Disney Christmas special, it's in the story of the special, it's presented by Jiminy Cricket, who's obviously dubbed over with a Swedish guy. And then before you get to that presenter, there's a live action Swede sitting next to a little table lighting a candle, inaugurating this year's Christmas special, you know? And so it's a guy and it's really just like the world's most wholesome. For my whole childhood, it was the same guy every year and it's like the world's most wholesome old man like, just imagine the most NPR, I'm obviously talking about Anna Weisse, you know? Just a crotchety old, wholesome Swedish man, you know? The Mr. Rogers of Sweden. And so his whole job is to sit in this grandpa chair next to a round little table and light a candle and say, here we go. And then they press play on this one-hour Disney special, right? So he does this whole thing. <laughs> And then I read on the internet that that he did it for 40 years straight. That every Christmas on the 24th, when, when all the Swedes are celebrating, he has to be in the studio lighting this candle. And then at the sort of latter end of this 40-year thing of doing that, he sort of was like, oh, I'm going to pre-record it. Because it's really just me for 20 seconds lighting a candle and it didn't seem that important. So he was going to pre-record it. And the public outcry was so severe that he didn't pre-record it a single year. He didn't even get to do it ever. And then he has later said that that really affected his personal life, that he always had to be in the studio on the 24th. And he's had three divorces. He's had three divorces because every year on the 24th, he had to sit there and he had to light the candle and he had to be like, all right, I'm going to press play now. Everyone ready? And um, Swedes couldn't let him pre-record that shit because we needed it to be just right. Swedes are not just like three-year-olds. Swedes are like autistic three-year-olds. Swedes are like three-year-olds who haven't had their nap, you know? Swedes are very conservative. They don't like change. Maybe because it's already good, you know? You don't want to fuck with it when it's good. And uh, it's not funny. So don't laugh. Because it's, it's honest and it's real is what it is. We do it because it's real. We do it because we want to and because it's real. And you sit there with your grandmother and everyone is quiet and you watch the cartoon characters from America eat corn, eat corn on the cob. And they add the sound effects of a uh, mechanical typewriter. And then uh, you, you nod along and you say, yep, that's the sound effect of the mechanical typewriter. As uh, 
Goofy eats corn on the cob, and then the buttery corn on the cob covers his face, and then he has to use a knife to go through the motions of shaving, but really he is uh, removing the corn from his face. Yeah. And that's what it is. And that's Christmas. All right, let's go to the first water. Today we're doing CBD waters, and they're all lemon. You know, CBD lemon. We got Ableist, we got Boneyard Elixir, we got Day Trip. Little spoiler there, Ableist. Oh, Ableist, this is just lemon water, straight. 25 milligrams of CBD, naturally infused sparkling water, no sugar or sweetener, THC-free. Ableist CBD infusions. The way this smells is so, this is my top, this is in my top three of all sparkling waters. Oh, because it's so simple. It's very Japanese. You know, like you, you have a perfect piece of nigiri where it's just white rice, the tiniest amount of wasabi and a piece of salmon on there. And maybe like, uh, it's already been dressed in a, in a soy sauce. And it's like, the fewness of the ingredients means that each thing is made so perfectly. The amount of wasabi exact to the microgram, even though it's made by a, a Japanese sausage finger. The exactness of this beverage, lemon water from Ableis, oh, I can't even tell you. It's a 9 out of 10. You, you know, in fact, it's a 10 out of 10. I'm, I'm going full Japanese. 10 out of 10. Where is this from? Which city are we? Bend, Oregon. Yep, there you go. A lot of beverages coming out of Bend, Oregon. Was there anything else I wanted to say before we go to the next water? Donald Trump didn't sign the bill, huh? Donald Trump... We were all going to get a little check, and I was going to get better unemployment benefits, and it passed both chambers. But yeah, he didn't sign it, so um, who knows what's going to happen. Maybe they'll close the government again. Um, yeah. I don't know, it's Christmas, you know? I'm going to celebrate Christmas with my roommate. Because that's how it goes during COVID, you know? She's in my she's in my COVID bubble. So that's what we're doing. And it's nice actually. I look forward to it. And it goes back to this thing I'm saying about how we pretend to have like friends and our friends are our friends is what we pretend, but really our coworkers are our friends. Just in the way we have jobs and stuff. I mean, your best friend is your romantic partner. And then his second best friend is your your cubicle buddy. Anyway, let's go to the next water. So this is Boneyard Elixir. Um, lemon ginger. Like, I've said this about Boneyard before. They sent me so many cans that I, yeah, I drank a lot of these already. And I'm very surprised that I haven't reviewed this before. But I'm a big fan. Lemon ginger. 
Yeah, so that's a little bit lemonier. And we've done some gingers on the pod. And for some reason, I have yet to find a um, sparkling water in a can or a bottle that figures out how to um, maintain the freshness of ginger. This is not bad. It's just that it's not very gingery. They don't really retain any of that zest. I've spoken many times about how taking a little bit of Udsa marmalade and mixing that with um, juiced ginger and pouring that over hot water and squirt a lemon in there is like one of the best beverages you can you can come by. And and just really, just ginger as a beverage is so delicious. Like recently I went to a, what's that called? Oh yeah, it's called Heartbeat. It's a salad bar or whatever you want to call it. And they have a lot of beets, heartbeat. It's a pun. They spell beet with two E's. Um, and there you can get a ginger shot. We got a ginger shot and it's mostly ginger juice. And ginger juice, when you have it straight or almost straight, is almost undrinkable because it's so electric. It's like, it's like a bioagent. It's like a... I mean, it's like poison. It tastes like poison because it's so good for you. And I really feel like you could juice actual ginger and pour it in sparkling water and it could retain a lot of its electricity, but they haven't figured it out. This lemon ginger, it's very good. Now, next to the Ableis, it's it's not a 10 out of 10. Now, all the Boneyard Elixir are really good. This is an 8 out of 10. The other Boneyard Elixirs are better. Still really good, though. I could drink this every day of my life and be happy. 8 out of 10. Very good. They both, both the Ableist and the Boneyard, they have a little bit of that um, CBD earthiness, the plant matter, that hemp aroma. And it just really goes very well with um, lemon. Lemon just really cleans it up because it's kind of a dirty, it's kind of a dirty, dirty Sally, you know, that flavor. Um, all right. Third drink. Was there anything else I wanted to say before I go to the third one? Nope, gonna celebrate Christmas with my roommate. I don't know why I need to belabor that point. I think I belabor that point about um, how the people we actually spend time with are actually our best friends because I'm in denial about that more than other people. Like I, more than other people, have this idea that, you know, some person in a different country is my best friend. And I never see that person. And I don't know what's going on with that person. And then I go to work and I have someone I know everything about. And I spend all day with and we have a lot of fun. And it's like, I'm always in that situation. You know? Or in my last relationship. And this is this is a painful thing to say. But like the, la- the relationship I had with Julie was a relationship where I just told myself that it wasn't the relationship and 
I just told myself that it was something I was doing while waiting for a real relationship. And the relationship with Julie was like almost two years. So it's a little bit on the long end for something that you're taking not seriously at all, you know. And then I literally had to read like a very, very simple idea on the internet to realize about myself what I was doing. It's like, I read this self-help book quote, which is like, how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. And someone needed to write that down on a fucking website somewhere for me to read it, for me to understand what I was doing. That it's not theoretical. It's practical. It's like how we actually practically spend our days. Like what I did yesterday is what I've been doing. And the thing that you keep doing is how you're spending your life. And there's no waiting for something else. This is this is my life, you know? I don't know why I'm more in denial about that than other people. For some reason, more than other people, I just think that I'm waiting for some completely different state to kick in. I don't know. I think there's something about the human brain that's just set up to think about the world like that. Like we are forward looking and we are fearful about the next challenge and we are looking forward to things that we want in the future and we are very bad at looking back at the challenge we just, you know, were successful with and the belonging we just acquired. We don't think about those things. And I mean, I guess that's a very, very basic like hunter-gatherer, caveman brain thing, which really helped bring us here. But now that we're here and now that we're trying to figure out steady state economics, we need to go against the hard code and that's not easy. Because we have gotten to a point where going against the hard code is what we have to do for survival. Because the rules, the rules have shifted, you know. The planet is running out of resources and it's no longer... The goal is no longer to just acquire as many resources as possible. Anyway, let's do another water. So this last one here is called Day Trip. CBD infused sparkling water, lemon lime. Day Trip, I've had more muddled. More muddled impressions of. I haven't just loved all the Day Trips. Let's smell it. Yeah, so it smells a little bit like vanilla, which I don't love. Lemon lime, unadvertised vanilla. Sometimes vanilla is what I feel like some of the sweeteners. Some of the sweeteners smell like vanilla to me. Um, is there sweetener in this? Uh, maybe. Maybe not. Contains tree nuts. Acacia. Gum from the acacia. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, let's taste it. I don't know what's going on in this can. 
you know? The smell had me a little bit worried that it was going to be a little bit gross, but that is really quite interesting. Um, this is more hemp forward. Here, the lemon lime is more artificial and more in the background, and this is more hemp front and center, and it's a that makes it a little bit like the Queen City hemp sparkling waters. The day trips are a little bit like the Queen City hemp in that sense, where um, it's really like you've taken a little bit of a, um, C a THC cartridge, you know, like a vape cartridge full of the THC pure distillate, and you just take one drop of that and pour it into a, I'm sure if you took one drop of that and put it in a, a can of sparkling water, that would be enough to give it that little bit of a background zing of, of pure hemp taste. Ah, like chewing on some bud, some budski. Yeah. It's good, actually. It's good. I've had this before, but this is not how I remembered it. Yeah. The lemon lime is not too artificial. Um, five calories. Yeah, there's a couple of different ingredients in here that I, I don't know what they are, but... But they... It's a pretty full-spectrum flavor. It's not like this incredible simplicity of the ableist lemon water. Oh, good fizz. Man, all three of these, good fizz. Yeah, that's also an 8 out of 10. Because that's very good. That's very good. I enjoy that. I hope you... Um, when you're listening to this, I mean, it's after Christmas, and I hope you got what you wanted. I hope you got what you wanted, you know? Maybe what you wanted was a COVID vaccine. Maybe what you wanted was crypto regulation, whatever it is. I hope you got it. I hope you got it. I hope you got it. That was our review of Ableist CBD Infusions, Lemon Water, Lemon Ginger from Boneyard Elixir, and Day Trip CBD Infused Sparkling Water, Lemon Lime. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And that brings us to our closing segment, Sparkling Water, Sparkling Mind. For today's session, I would like you to take a seat and try to notice your entire body existing in space. Notice that some parts of your body are completely relaxed. And notice that there's also tension. Notice that you're suspended in a Christmas scenario. Your baby Jesus in the manger. Notice that some parts of your body are crying. Baby Jesus is in trouble. Why are you crying? Try to relax the constriction of your arteries. 
Try to see your heart pumping easily. Notice that your blood is flowing smoothly. Notice your kidneys flushing properly. Your head feels clear. You feel a sense of energy and well-being. You stop crying. Baby Jesus is silent. All is well. Amen. Praise God.